Welcome to uh, Pop Culture. Uh, welcome to <laughs> Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. In our previous episode, which uh, is currently being recorded, we uh, we had to break because it was getting too long, and we didn't want to give you a two and a half hour podcast. So we're going to give you a one hour podcast on the Marine Corps birthday. Marine Corps birthday. Marine Corps birthday. Oof. Uh, that's Jameson talking, ladies and gentlemen. And this second episode is going to be released on Veterans Day because they go together, right? Um, so enjoy this second half of our conversation from the previous episode where we continue talking about uh, Marines and pop culture. Okay, actually, there is a there is a honorable mention in comics slash uh, you know toys and stuff like that. Do you know the comic book Archie? Yes. Archie, they had a principal whose name was Mister Weatherby. In the early Archie comics, his background is military and his background is Marine and Battle of the Bulge Marine. Oh man! Right. That's that's like. That's an experience. That is. Now, because of how time is, in the later years, they no longer reference his background in the military and his involvement in Battle of the Bulge. But they they joked of like Battle of the Bulge as he grabbed his stomach type of joke. Mm-hmm. They had to they had to kind of backpedal a little bit on like, oh yeah, we said Battle of the Bulge. We didn't mean he murdered a bunch of people. We meant he's a little bit tubby. <laughs> But yes, JK, everybody. Canon Mr. Weatherby was a fucking Marine in Battle of the Goddamn Bulge, which is pretty fucking awesome. I much I much prefer that as the setting. So speaking of comics, dude, as I was doing this research, I found out about a really fucking interesting comic that that is going to surprise you, I hope. It's a comic called Marine, Marine Corps Yummy. Y-U-M-I. And it's a manga about high, a high school girl who joins the Marines. Written by Anastasia Moreno, who is uh, half Japanese, half Filipino, about her experience being in the Japanese uh, military attached to the Marine Corps side of it. Okinawa. Huh. How about that? A Marine manga, dude. I had never heard about this. Never. But now it's on my list of comics to read because I'm like, this is so fucking interesting. But it's basically her experience having been in the Marines. Manga style. It's kind of fucking cool. Um, and then I it actually, as I was talking, as I was doing that research, it reminded me of one comic that I distinctly remember hearing about the Marines. The Death of Superman back in early 90s, 92 maybe. Mm. There was a... There's a scene where uh, Lois Lane and somebody else, they're going to go check Superman's um, grave and his, uh, they're going to check his, his actual um, coffin because they don't believe he's in there. So the guy, they break the door and he's going to go check and he, he turns back before he goes in. And it's a common thing that I've heard said, but I never really paid attention to. He goes in and goes, all right, I'm going in there. If I'm not back in 45 minutes, call the Marines. <laughs> I remember reading that and it stuck with me. And now that we were doing the research, I'm like, holy shit, I do remember that. 
That is uh, Marines in, in Comics and G.I. Joe's. Well, hang on now. Oh, now you, you reminded got? me of something, too. What so it's 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 niche, but it also ties into another story that um, I probably should have mentioned earlier. Terminal Lance, the webcomic. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously all about Marine Corps things and uh, snippets of Marine Corps life. So the the creator of that comic, uh, Maximilian Uriarte, mm-hmm. uh, I was in boot camp with him and uh, infantry school. No shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd have to look now. I don't remember if he was in my platoon in boot camp, but we were we were in the same uh, unit during uh, infantry schooling. Oh, that's and, uh, interesting. And I and I've read I've read uh, Terminal Lines. I have his book. I ordered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a copy of his book as well. And uh, it's been interesting to watch as things went on. He uh, he went. I think he was a uh, one of the things he jokes about. He was an O three fifty two, which is tow gunner, which they're like unicorns. Like nobody did that in weapons company. They they basically got farmed out to other jobs. So my unit was a weapons company, mm-hmm. and we had the O three thirty one platoon, the O three forty one platoon. We had the headquarters platoon, and then we had the tow gunners, javelins, and everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So O352s often either got made O351s or O331s because, like, what else were you going to – like, you didn't need tow gunners conventionally as much anymore at that point. So, uh, yeah, he jokes about O352s a lot, and that's because of his experience. But, yeah, I remember – things I remember stand out about him were he was super into Conan the Barbarian. Like oh, he had exactly. comic books and like he loved that. And he, from early on, like this is obviously well before he's, his comic strip, his fame uh, online. But he was like art. He was an artist um, and he was very into comics and comic related stuff. And cool guy. I remember. Awesome. And this podcast is brought to you by Jameson. Because you can't talk about the Marines and celebrate the Marines without having a little bit of Marine juice. Which can be anything, really. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I look. I was in Missouri once, and I had um, had moonshine with some marines. So it happens. All right, we're moving on. To continuing with uh, marines in um, in scenarios like this, as far as comics and and toys, and into fictional marines. So this is actors or characters that are marines, and that's the main personality trait that they might have, or it's a strong personality trait. It is trait. a personality trait. <laughs> it's a strong personality trait that leads that person's uh, character forward. Do you want to start this off, or do you want me to start this off? Lead us off. This was a fun one, okay? And I'm going to start it off because it's so fucking random. You remember the Dukes of Hazard? Yes. <laughs> In the fictional world of Duke County, Luke Duke was actually a former Marine drill instructor before he became a moonshiner. <laughs> Again, I feel like that's another, uh, that's another uh, possible career path after. <laughs> Dude, when, <laughs> I saw, path. when I saw it, I was like, that's fucking amazing. That's pretty funny. And then we, we, we mentioned Gary Sinise. So Gary Sinise was part of a show called CSI New York. And, it, and I remember uh, reading about his foundation, and I think it was after Forrest Gump that he started the foundation where basically they concentrate on, on, uh, on helping veterans and, and, and uh, military members and stuff like that. So big shout out to him for, for always playing a Marine or a military person and giving them the respect and, and, and the accuracy that they deserve. 
he uh he's also on the list um of uh, uh honorary he's been made an honorary marine oh nice nice um i will say most of the characters from sons of anarchy have a marine background <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do recall that. So I only watched a couple seasons of that, but I was like, all right, yeah, criminal. Okay, I, I get it. I get and, what they're doing. And then um, the West Wing apparently just has quite a few characters that were former Marines. When you talk about people in the White House, former Marines makes perfect sense. So uh, I, I will throw that out there. The Stargate movies, uh, from the original with Kurt Russell to all the TV shows and things that have happened, most. Uh, future Marines. That's what they are. Just so you know. Let's see here. Oh, this is a good one, actually, because I just rewatched the movie uh, Alien and Aliens because I wanted to watch uh, the movies that made us and they have the Aliens movie. So in order to like be ready to watch that, I rewatched the Alien movies and I was reminded in Aliens, which is Alien Part 2, Bill Paxton, who else was in? Well, there's a, quite a few actors in that movie colonial u.s or colonial marines the future of marines very fucking cool i had completely forgotten two things happened in the movie first colonial marines these badass fucking guys and gals and then there's the female vasquez latino drops at least three words in spanish in the movie <laughs> which i was like 1986 hey that's pretty progressive to have a female a strong female character that makes it close to the end and drops a bunch of spanish words Pretty dope. Get it out there. Pretty dope. Quick little mention: the X Files. Uh, the boss of the of uh, Mulder and Scully, Skinner, former Marine. <laughs> Let's see what do we got here. Rick and Morty. If you're a fan of Rick and Morty, the president, former Marine. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Maloney in Law and Order, also Marine, and in the show has a Marine tattoo, a USMC tattoo on his forearm. Chris Maloney's fucking cool as hell, man. Everything I see him in and every post that I see him do seems like a super fucking cool dude. So I'm very happy to see that. Speaking of the X-Files, when, when uh, David Duchovny left and Agent John Doggett, uh, Robert Patrick joined, the X-Files, also former Marine in the TV show, for the record. Uh, this is a fun one. The name Travis Brickle. Does that ring a bell at all? It does. Oh, yeah. The movie Taxi Driver, starring um, Robert De Niro, Jodie Foster, and Harvey Keitel. Robert De Niro's character, Travis Brickle, former Marine. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Oh, Terminator, John Connor, Marine, also a Marine. Shout out to the Marines of the future. Shout out to the Marines of the future. I also have here Michael Corleone. The Godfather, Al Pacino's character, joined the Marines. Pretty awesome. Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood himself, somehow makes it make full circle. Also, Marine. <laughs> I feel like any time like Hollywood needed to like add some like weight to a character's experience, it's a, it's a good go-to for like if that's the kind of if you've got like a hard bitten dangerous character that was like that's a good throw in you know it, it's funny because i think it's part of what we were talking about like that reputation that that stigma almost that comes with having been in the military and having been a marine you throw that in there and automatically the perception changes just a little bit like 
you could have honestly been a fucking MP. You could have been a cook. You could have been a bus driver or a mechanic. You could have been supply. Because because here's the thing. Like, there was a joke about Clint Eastwood, right? He actually joined the army. His former, one of his ex-wives was like, yeah, he used to love throwing that out there. That he was in the military. She said because he wouldn't say it, but people would basically create the illusion that he had served in something greater than, you know, oh, he's in the military. He must have, you know, served in some sort of combat. Really, he was a fucking lifeguard at some beach for the army. But he never went that far. He just said, yeah, I served in the army. You know, like kind of allowing people to create the illusion for him. So it's one of those things where like you can use it in that sense of like the minute you say that and the person's character like you look at Clint Eastwood and he says he was in the military, you kind of want to assume like, oh, he must have done some shit because he's a very serious fucking guy. And I think that's what comes with, like you said, like when you want to add a little bit of, of, of rough, some grit to a character, you throw in military or you throw in Marine. Because something that I think people don't recognize, but we do in the service is that back in the day and even until now, when the media talks about individuals in the military, like somebody who went crazy, somebody who had a, a shooting spree, somebody who who died saving somebody else, they will say soldier, you know, former soldier, uh, former, you know, military person with military background. And then they will we'll always say former Marine. Like they will identify the individual and single him out as a Marine, whether good or bad while everyone else gets the blanket statement of former military or for, or having served or something like that or soldier or things like that. So I think that, just like you said, it adds a little bit of extra oomph when you throw in that they were a, a former Marine, that they served, or that they were in the military. I think that's, a, that's something that the media has gotten really good at doing and also storytellers have gotten really good at doing. I remember in infantry school, they gave us the numbers too, like roughly, like they told us like uh, at that time, there was approximately 200,000 active duty personnel in the Marine Corps. And of that number, roughly 20,000 were infantry MOS. Uh, they also told us it takes like seven to eight support personnel for every man in the field to keep them out there. You know, you have to have supply, logistics, communications, admin, everything, right? So they were stressing the... Uh, the importance of the entirety, you know? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think even when I was in, the, they would say, hey, the, the military breaks down into two things, right? Infantry or non-infantry. Uh, you're either infantry or you're supporting infantry, plain and simple. And again, even with the infantry, you can be infantry and not necessarily do anything. You know, combat veterans, uh, combat action ribbon recipients are like, I think, less than 5% of the, of the Marine Corps infantry. Not everybody gets to see combat. Not everybody gets to gets to be able to get that that uh, honor. So for those who who have, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a big deal uh, to be recognized for it. And so when, again, like you know, when you look at a badass character and you're already fond of him, when they throw for me anyway, when they throw in Marine, I'm like, oh right. Like part of me wishes John Wick had the Marine thrown in there somewhere <laughs> such a fucking badass dude and you're like oh i wish they had thrown him in there and actually yeah, so you take take pride in that speaking of like characters like john cena right uh he did the movie the marine and then 
his whole persona changed in WWF after or WWE afterwards because he started wearing the dog tags and he started wearing the cargo yeah. shorts and he definitely got a huge marine following based on that movie even though before that he had never mentioned anything it's 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 really interesting how hardcore we are when we find like-minded individuals or individuals representing us in the right light it's very mm-hmm. impressive. I, I'm a I'm a sucker for it. I totally am. I mean, oh yeah. Even now, you see me wearing my Marine Corps shirt to celebrate the the birthday. One more fictional character that that has made a very big impact in in media, uh, movies specifically in books. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Right. So he was played by Alec Baldwin in The Hunt for Red October, Clear and Present Danger, and Patriot Games with Harrison Ford playing Jack Ryan. Some of all fears, uh, Ben Affleck playing Jack Ryan, and Shadow Recruit, uh, Chris Pine playing Jack Ryan. Now, there's the TV show Jack Ryan with John Krasinski on Amazon. I think, yeah, it's an Amazon production. Really yeah, good yeah. show. Really good show. I really enjoy that. But yeah, but I think that's a really strong Marine, former Marine character that has, again, like I think Hunt for Red October was the 80s. And Jack Ryan is 2020, 2020, 2021. So looking at 30, 40 years of of this character uh, going on. So those are all the fictional Marines that I've got. Do you have anything that I didn't mention? Yeah, just a couple. Oh, shit. Yes. As as we mentioned earlier. um, Wait, 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 wait. wait. I do have one more. Hang on. Sorry. Yeah. There's a movie called uh, Payback with Mel Gibson based on the book. I've seen that. Yeah. There's a small scene in the movie where he's he's got the USMC tattoo on his on his shoulder, uh, and I was like, but it never gets mentioned. It's just that just in there. Yes, it's an Easter egg. And again, just like what we said earlier, I already liked the movie and the character, and then that little bit, I'm like, oh fuck, of course he is, of course he is. Just like that, just like that porn star when you're when you're watching, you're like, oh, he's got that <laughs> USMC. You're like, of course he is. God damn it. I salute you, sir. <laughs> so as we were, what are your guys? <laughs> uh, so for 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 Jag, we have um, throughout the run of the show, which I don't even remember how long that ran, but it went a long time. A long time. They had a few notable, but like as far as main characters, you had uh, uh, fairly early on the the other the um, the other lead was. Uh, Marine Lieutenant Colonel Sarah McKenzie, played by Catherine Bell, mm-hmm. who wore the uniform very well. Um, I, I was I was a fan from very early on. The other one that jumps out from TV shows because you got everything covered pretty well would be uh, NCIS. Uh, oh. Leroy Jethro Gibbs, Marine Gunnery Sergeant and sniper, was his background. And one nice. of the interesting things too, he wore a unit shirt um, for First Battalion, Fourth Marines, uh, Alpha Company. Um, the Alpha Raiders, and had the insignia, and uh, that was that was my unit on Pendleton. Oh, so very cool! I got super excited when we saw him wearing the shirt. Actually, now that you mention it, dude, the movie Sniper is about a Marine Corps sniper. Tom, yeah, who was who was it? Tom Berenger and Billy Zane. Berenger, that's right. I remember he actually ended up doing like part three and four. I think those are like fairly recent. But yeah, that's actually, a, that's true. That is a Marine Corps movie, a Marine Corps sniper um, teaching the new guy, uh, the rookie, about the ropes. And it, uh, they're, yeah, uh, Tom Berenger plays a Marine. That's very true. 
Also, Tom Berenger played an army guy in Platoon, right? So he, he's got his uh, his his um, he's got his background. Oh, wait a minute, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm a fucking idiot. Damon Wayne's Major Payne. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking marine. Oh, that's right. So for those of you who haven't seen Major Payne, it is a man, a former marine, retired. Who goes to a military school? Well, it's it's a military school that has like elementary through high school, right? Basically, he is in charge of their JROTC program, the Junior Recruit Officers Course Training, JROTC Training Course, Junior Reserve Officer Training Course. There like you go, there you go. And it's the hijinks of like this Marine who takes no BS from anybody. And these kids who warm his heart and through their hard work, warm him into being a, a better person. Yeah, that's right. Major Payne was a Marine in, in the movie Major Payne starring Damon Wins. If you haven't seen that, you have to watch that movie. I, you know, I remember bits of it. I don't I think I've like seen it on TV. I bet I haven't gotten the full thing, though. You said uh, Sniper, and that reminded me of Shooter with Wahlberg. Oh, was that was he a former Marine? Marine Force Recon Sniper Gunnery nice. Sergeant Bob Lee Swagger. Oof, what a name. And I see, I, it stuck out because I was like, wait, he was a gunnery sergeant, wasn't he? I was like, I know what that means. Let me double check. And sure enough. Yeah. I was I like, think... I, liked, I liked that movie. I own that movie. Yeah, no, it's a good movie. And I think the Marines are the only ones that have a gunnery sergeant, right? Yep. They actually turned that into a TV show for a couple seasons with Ryan Phillippe. I, saw, I, I don't know did if that not was, watch I, was it. it any good? I did not watch it. I'm going to be hmm. honest with you. And actually, I don't think we've given credit to to Arlie Ermi, right? Because we kind of mentioned Full Metal Jacket. We mentioned this performance. But yes, he is one of those individuals that was a... Speaking of Marine tattoos. So basically any role he played. Yeah. Because I remember watching that movie and thinking, my God, this dude is really, like, good. Then learning about him and he had been a drill instructor. So that's why it became it came so easy for him to do. And yeah, I, wasn't um, wasn't he initially just a, a like an advisor? I think so. I think so. And then he was, he was going to be the advisor for whoever they had playing, and he was so good that they were like, "You gotta, you gotta, you gotta play it." And uh, yeah, he had the experience, which it really is a skill, like being able to string that many curse words together in like a coherent sentence and not just listing them off. It is definitely a practice skill. And you know what's funny? Like I remember. This is a funny story. I remember going back to my high school because my um, one of my teachers was uh sergeant first class davis he was the rotc teacher in my high school charles davis we got very friendly you know uh through high school and and outside of high school and i remember he asked me hey can you come and visit the class and talk to them i i was you know i was probably a year into the core we went out there and you know there's these 17 year old kids 16 year old kids very excited about going to the service and they're going to join and i remember sergeant davis uh, was like, hey, why don't you give him a little, uh, a little, di- you know, drill instructor uh, push up? And I was like, and I tried, and it, to a sixteen year old, it sounded legit, but to me, so fake. I was like, man, I do not have the personality and attitude to do a di impersonation. And yeah, and when you say that, and when you watch Full Metal Jacket, early, I mean. He feels like a drill instructor, and there's a there's a very good reason for that. It's because he was a drill instructor, <laughs> and it's like it's such a they really the ones that you dealt with, and then the the 
from other like platoons like they all fit like a certain like there was a certain uniformity to their to their behavior and like it really it really is a skill set like it's interesting to think back because at the time you're just you know you're just trying not to get yelled at and and not only that though and i think what you say because every recruit class has three i had three assigned to, to ours and they work so well with each other and they're able to just kind of like seamlessly take the other one's place where you can't where where you're like oh no i'm being yelled by someone else now and this one's not not as great no no they're all yelling at you at the exact same frequency where you fear them all equally there was a very strange occurrence so we had um our three drill instructors and then it, it, late in, in uh in boot camp in third phase you get your fourth you get the new guy on his first rotation so you're already all broken in and he can practice and lose his voice on you guys when it doesn't matter what happened though was our top hat our you know the the lead drill instructor he i mean they never really told us any there's rumors but like he disappeared during second phase and so everybody had to shuffle in line and it was kind of a weird because you know you got like the main the main guys kind of teaches you he also gets real mad and sticks the other ones on you and then the next guy down is mostly a disciplinary and just yells a lot and then the third one another running around yelling the they had to shift in order like so the guy that all he had done was yell at us suddenly like was the one teaching us stuff and it was <laughs> it was a little bit weird to see the kind of shift it was it was a strange and then in third phase so he came back the one that had left came back i found out because i was as i was dropping my tray off in the chow hall right i'm taking my tray to drop it off i almost walked into him and i about i probably looked like i saw a ghost cuz hadn't seen a thing <laughs> hadn't heard from him and I practically walked into him and I froze. And this is a, uh, this is way late. Like this is like third phase. We'd actually gotten our rank pinned on our, at this point. Oh, so, so you we were, just you were Marines. And so he said like, he like saw me and he was like, yeah, carry on PFC. And I was just like, <laughs> and he, he, he never called me that in my life. I'd only ever been screamed at or, and like, it was just a weird, it was oh, a weird, weird. And like, I, I, my face, I wish I had a picture of my face when I saw him. Cause he was like, he came back from the dead. So I have I have something similar to that where where a new drill instructor was introduced in second phase. One of our drill instructors had to had to bounce for whatever reason, and this new guy gets brought in. He comes in hard, bro. He comes in swinging, and we are very afraid of him because we're like, holy sh! Like he's between the bottom one and the top one, and we're not sure what's going on or why he's yelling at us so hard. But we better fucking listen. So anyway, he takes us to a drill through for half an hour, right face, left face, about just the works, right? And then he walks away. And our senior drill instructor comes in, Miller, and he is livid. And he's all like, I've been working, you fucking assholes, for a month and a half to two months. He comes in for five fucking minutes, and you perform for him better than you have for me for a month and a fucking half? You motherfuckers, you are going to fucking pay for And, like, he just goes, <laughs> but, dude, he almost lost his voice yelling at us. And we're all like, wait, we did something wrong by listening to a drill instructor. <laughs> right, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I remember that going, wait a minute. We were being yelled at by somebody, and we did what we were told, and we were wrong because we did it too good. <laughs> But the, I but, heard his feelings. But senior drill instructor Miller came in, dude, and he was livid at how well we performed for a new drill instructor as opposed to the ones who had been putting in the work with him. 
And so then he walks away and just leaves us there. And we're like, so we're all standing at attention and we're like, okay. So he just left us because he was just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. And walks away. So for like five, seven minutes, they were all just standing at attention going, there's nobody here. But we're all too afraid to move or look around. <laughs> and then there's that middle drill instructor. For me, it was uh, Star Sar- Staff Sergeant Avery. I still remember him. He was like the mother of the bunch. You know, the one who comes and like consoles you after you've been chewed out, after you've been pt to death. He's the one who comes... Like he rescues you, he's still mean to you, but because you you were just went through shit, you kind of want to hug him because he's saving you from more shit, but he's also giving you shit, but it's not as bad because the previous shit you got was so much worse. So he shows up and you're like, ah, oh, he's only gonna yell at us this much. <laughs> he won't yell at us as much as we were yelled at, and he won't yell at us much as at us as much as we're gonna be yelled at. So he's the so we appreciated St- uh, Staff Sergeant Avery. So he comes, and I'm, I'm telling you, it's very obvious to all of us, like, Senior Staff Sergeant, or Senior Sergeant uh, D.I. Miller was not supposed to leave us there. <laughs> he was supposed to march us back to the barracks. He did not. <laughs> so when he shows up, we're all like, we all know, like, oh, fuck, that was real. He was really mad at us <laughs> for, for doing well with the new drill instructor that was introduced to us. Oh, my God, dude. It was fucking fantastic. I remember that now, and I laugh. At the time, though, I was like, he's going to fuck with us. We're not sleeping tonight. This is this is so bad. Why did we listen to this new drill instructor? <laughs> oh, dude. The, it was... fun- the funniest thing that ever happened to me was I volunteered for any kind of extra thing that would get me out of, out of the, uh, uh, the squad bay. So I was a uh, chaplain's assistant. You fuck. So we had... We had meetings once a week. So the two of us that were chaplain's assistants would go meet. And uh, it meant that we would go to Chow separately. One time on our way back, uh, we went to Chow. And it was it's kind of late usually because you're, you're doing it. You're there kind of after. Your meeting takes place usually during when everyone's eating. So we got there kind of after. And I, I get the feeling in retrospect, the, the Chow Hall people always felt bad for you. Yes, they did, actually. Um, the, the employees, they're, they're contractors, right? They're civilian contractors. And so, they like, they did. always felt real bad. They did. And so, like, they always, like, if you came in late like that, they try to give you, like, extra stuff or whatever. And, like, they gave us cookies when we came in. Like, there was nobody else around, and they gave us cookies. And, of course, like, you haven't had a cookie for weeks. You know, you haven't had anything. And so, like, I, I gobbled that cookie down before I could even look at it. Just quickly, you just, like, stuffed it all in your mouth, and it was gone, right? I have a, uh, I'm allergic to nuts. and I don't think it had anything in it because it wasn't bad, but it must have touched something that and it was contaminated. So when we got back to the squad bay, I'm feeling a little <laughs> off and we're drilling. We've moved all the beds, all the racks have been moved all the way back and we're doing like drill, <laughs> rifle drill indoors. I look, I didn't realize how I looked until later that night when I got to see a mirror, but I, I was red. I was turning bright red in the face. My squad leader, he like looked up, he's like, are you okay? Like what's going on? And I was like, I, I you know, like I had a, I had a cookie, like I ate something and, I think it must have had nuts. I'm allergic, man. And so, like, being the good guy that he was, he got the drill instructor's attention and let him know that I wasn't okay. But he didn't tell him what happened. He didn't rat me out. He just said, like, I don't think Wetner's okay. So I'm like, all right. I'm At this point, I'm facing the, the moral dilemma of do I admit that I did something that I knew I shouldn't have done? You know, it was offered to me, but I shouldn't have taken it. I knew I shouldn't have taken it. I'm going to get in trouble. if I. And I decided, you know what? I think I'd rather die than than tell him I had a cookie. 
And so he asks, like, are you, are you good? You know, and I'm like, yep, yep, I'm good. As I'm sitting there kind of getting a little bit wheezy and, you know, feeling a bit off. And I just gutted it out. Like I was, I was ready to pass out, whatever. Hours later, when we're getting ready for bed, I look in the mirror. My face is still bright red. I had to have been like completely flushed the entire time because I was red. And like I was, you know, I had made the conscious decision. Like if I pass out, if I like, you know, go to the house, I'm not going to tell anybody what happened. So that was uh, that was probably the funniest thing that happened. So I have I have I have two of those. One is so I was in boot camp from October to January. So I missed yeah. I missed um, Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, and New Year's because I was in boot camp. So for Thanksgiving, they're um, they're going to give everybody a day off. But the day off in the Marines is you do PT in the morning, you have a light day, you know, read mail answer mail, do laundry, uh, turkey dinner. The big thing was going to the movie theater uh, on base at MCRD Ooh. and watching a movie. So the drill instructors tell everybody, hey, um, uh, this is what's going to happen. We still need Firewatch. Somebody has to watch our barracks. And we're, uh, and, you know, in our heads, we're like, um, no one's going to fucking come in here and steal anything. But they're like, look, this is how you would do it in the fleet. So this is how you would do it in your unit. So two people have to stay back. And they're like, we're looking for two volunteers to uh, stay back. And they tell us the movie that we're going to watch. And it's Lethal Weapon 3. I watched Lethal Weapon 3 before going to boot camp with my brothers. So I'm all like, God damn it, I've seen this movie. <laughs> so when it comes down to it, they're looking for volunteers. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. So I, I, I volunteer, right? So... Before before everybody heads out to the movie, the drone instructors call me into their 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 office, you know, and they're like, "Is anybody pressuring you? Are you being told?" Blah blah blah. I'm like, "No, I, you know, no, sir. I watched this movie before coming to boot camp, so you know, if anybody should not watch it, it's it's okay if it's not me." And they're like, "That's a you know, great great sacrifice, Marine. Boom." So everybody goes to watch the movie. They come back, dude. They got. They got to pick two fucking candies from the from the concession stand to watch the movie. So these assholes, we've been in boot camp now a month and a half. They got to they got to eat a Snickers bar or Twix or whatnot and watch a fucking movie and be normal for a fucking, you know, for half a day. So everybody gets back and because we're still in the mood, they bust out the projector, dude, and they're, they're, we're watching Apocalypse Now and then they're going to do Full Metal Jacket. It's a fantastic evening. We're all like loving it. So me and the guy, the other guy who stayed behind, who was like some dude from fucking Texas or Oklahoma who just did not care about movies. Uh, it was both of us who stayed behind. So then the drill instructor comes and goes, hey, both of you, you've got 30 minutes, two 15-minute phone calls at home. Go. And we're like, what the? Because this is, this is the thing for people who don't know. When you were in boot camp in 98, 99, you wrote a letter home to let them know you were fine. And then you were allowed to do letters, but you got, I got three phone calls in the three months that I was in boot camp to call my family. And one of them was Thanksgiving. One of them was I'm fine. And one of them was Christmas. The Thanksgiving one was because I sacrificed going to the theater. So we run to the public phone and we call and I, and I call my family and it's the worst fucking phone call because I call, my mom picks up everyone's over at the house for Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm just like, fuck my life. 
like they're just passing the phone around to everybody. And I'm just with each person that picks up the phone, I'm feeling worse and worse about myself. Like, God damn it. This is supposed to be a gift. But now I feel like shit because my entire family is enjoying a Thanksgiving dinner together. And I'm in fucking boot camp. So that in, happened. Uh, in 2006, the phone call situation was the same. Nobody had. <laughs> uh, I think we got to make a phone call fairly early on to say we're good we're here everything's good and then there was two options right near the end to set up graduation travel arrangements you got two quick calls to like and one of those two calls i was able to get a hold of nobody nobody answered the phone my family didn't my mom didn't answer my dad didn't answer they were separated so those are two different calls i called my my friend's house they didn't call my grandparents literally out of like the damn nobody answered the first time that was the first phone call i'd had in like like two months yeah. So yeah, for me, it, it, they did pick up, but it was the worst pickup they could have done. Uh, the second thing that that's memorable to be in the Marine Corps is that two months in. So one of the things that that the Marine Corps fucks you with when you're in boot camp is you don't know what's happening. Every single day, you have no fucking idea what's happening. Like you don't know what type of training you're doing. None of that's right. I befriended the one of the guys that was that was doing the scribe work. Now, scribe work is basically you have good penmanship and you get to write out things for everybody to read and instructions and you get to write out shit for the drill instructor. So, one of my so the buddy that I met, he noticed my penmanship was really nice. And you know, I'm not going to lie, guys, for our our five listeners, I have outstanding penmanship. Like it's it's really fucking good, guys. It's fabulous. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you. What happens is he finds out uh, that I have good penmanship. They need another scribe and basically nominates me to the drill instructor. Drill instructor's like, all right, we trust him. Boom. So from then forward, I get to write out the drill instructor schedule that they, that this little piece of paper that they put into their, their DI hat. And sometimes when drill instructors take off their hat, they look at inside their hat and it's their schedule. They know what's happening at every hour. And they put it back on and they're like, okay, everybody, we're going over here. I was the guy writing that. So every day I got to know what the schedule was for the day. And it was so fucking amazing to me that there was no more surprises. I was like, oh shit, at 11, we're going to swim call. At one, we're doing this. Honestly, in boot camp, knowing what you're doing is gold. It's fucking gold. I remember this one time, the very first week I was a scribe, we had to write out a list of everything that was going in our packs when we started doing our humps, our three-mile humps. And I went and I wrote everything. And it was, again, team or gang, crew, uh, whatever we want to call ourselves. Please let me know what you want to be called because guys and gals is not a thing anymore. But like gang, team, hub, um, you know, whatever, like uh, hang fires, hangers, Whatever the hell we want to call ourselves, please let me know. Anyway, when I tell you that this drone instructor came in, he looked at that whiteboard and he said, and he crossed something off and then he looked at it again and he went, that's some good penman. Who, who wrote this? And my buddy who introduced me to being a scribe was like, he did. He, the drone instructor looked at me and he goes, well done. That was it. I did not need a medal. I did not need a promotion. I had made it. When that drill instructor gave me credit for my penmanship. Anyway, those are the two moments. Thanksgiving and becoming a scribe and being recognized for my goddamn perfect penmanship. And when I say perfect penmanship, I mean 
My penmanship looks exactly how I wish for it to look because I try so hard to make it look that way. That's all I'm saying. Bravo. Thank you very much for giving me that. Okay, so as we near our two-hour mark, (laughs) I want to end the podcast with Marines who were innovators. Now, when I say this, I mean you weren't famous in the sense of like actors, singers, you know, you weren't known in the Marines for, for what you did, like like we mentioned Chesty Puller and all those other individuals. But you happen to have done something incredible that changed uh, our culture, our lives, or everything around us. And you happen to have been a Marine before that. So I have a few, Gabe. Do you have any before we go in? You know, I... I... <laughs> I I don't think so. I think astronaut was close to the head, and we already talked about him. So, okay, so this one took a little bit a little bit of doing because uh, it, it's a little bit harder to find individuals. So the first one that I wanted to mention because of the last four years, Robert Mueller, Gabe. What's Robert Mueller known for? So most recently, he's known for being special counsel for the United States Department of Justice. Uh, prior to that, he was the sixth director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Um, acting United States Deputy Attorney General and United States Attorney General for Northern District of California, amongst other things. Awesome. He, former Marine, right there. Uh, I think from what I saw him in the last four years, very stoic, held his ground. I think, uh, again, falls into that that narrative of what I think a Marine is, you know, like he's a guy who can handle pressure. He's uh, also a recipient of a combat action ribbon. Oh, snap. Really? Did you did you know that? No, he's actually, yeah, Bronze Star, Purple Heart, uh, Navy Commendation Medal, Combat Action Ribbon, South Vietnam Gallantry Cross. God damn. So he's, he's, I thought he was just a former uh, Marine. I didn't know he had done some shit in the Marines. No, I, you bring him up now, and I remember, because I remember during um, his... Uh, his time in the uh, in the news, I, I remember looking because a lot of people wanted to discredit him as being a bureaucrat and being, you know, solely politically motivated. And when you wanted to compare, um, I wanted to look at what 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 formative things there were. And yeah, he was a um, he was a, uh, a combat infantry officer, and uh, he he actually he did the things. Dude, that is fucking fantastic. I really like the guy. And again, he's got just- a ranger tab too. Just because of his of his demeanor and his bearing, I really liked him. Like he kept cool under pressure. But yeah, I like. But it's like you said, it, he fit the mold and didn't talk about it. But it's there, dude. A fellow car recipient, I'm all in. So earlier we talked about Jack Ryan, another person that created a um, a character that has a mil- has a military marine background is Robert Ludlum, uh, the Born Identity creator which have been what four movies now four or five four movies yeah no five actually oh they do this uh, a second later oh no they brought him back yeah they? remember they Hang did on. three three matt damon ones a jeremy renner Sergi, and then Ray. a and then a matt damon one yeah yeah no fantastic <clears throat> okay these, they did another matt damon. these are gonna be fun for you before we get to the last one glenn bell former marine who founded taco bell how about it <laughs> Because one thing Marines are known for, drinking and eating, buddy. (laughs) And speaking of eating, Tom Monahan. I hope I'm saying his name right. Monahan. Yeah. Monahan sounds right. Founder of Domino's. (laughs) 
So you got How about that? Taco Bell and Domino's, funded by Marines. Two enduring fast food chains. Right? Uh, finally, when we talk about Marines, something that every Marine is known for is timeliness. Uh, Fred Smith, founder of FedEx. How about that? <laughs> Goddamn Marines. Goddamn innovators. He had uh, to be. He had to be in logistics. <laughs> Um, the last guy we, we want to mention is Eugene Stoner. Eugene Stoner is the man who basically created the M16 by having been the one who created the AR-15, who then sold the um, the rights of it to Colt, who then created the M16 for the military. So wow. e- Eugene Stoner, thank you for the AR-15 that is that eventually becomes the M16 for the military. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, if I'm looking at my notes here, I think that's everything that um, that I could find. Is there anything else you got on your notes, Gabe? No, I think that about covers it. What an easy subject to just talk about forever. It it was an easy subject, but at the same time, it was also like, again, like there's a lot of pride and there's a lot of um, enthusiasm that I have for, for my time in the service and for the Marine Corps. But doing a deep dive into it and finding out those little those little things, you know, little niches that that um that weren't I wasn't I wasn't aware of before, just make it that much more fun and that much more interesting and that much more proud because it's it's weird. I, what's the I guess uh, I'm proud of my time. I'm proud of having been in the service. I believe in the military. I'm patriotic, but. I don't want it to be confused with like blind patriotism and right. that other confusion of the flag and, you know, what every, yeah. everything else is going on. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't have to agree with everything. But one thing I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of and I and I support is people who join the military, whether it's the Marine Corps or, or the Army or any other service. The fact that you're willing to volunteer to do something that others aren't. Is something that you should, you should be uh, recognized for. So if you're not a Marine, you know what? Good on you. God damn it. You did something that other people weren't willing to do. And whether you do four years, six years, or, or you know, a full 20, and you do get to see some combat, and you do get to see some action, or you don't, and you write it out, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're, you know, you're... It's one of those things where, like I said, like I was very surprised when I became a truck driver and I and I drove through the U.S. and I kept running into people in different places and that instant brotherhood and and that instant recognition of like this guy's okay or this girl's okay or this person's okay gave me such a great understanding that even though I was an immigrant to the U.S. and I am of Latin descent. That I can trump all you sons of bitches automatically by saying, oh, I'm sorry, where did you serve? And then after you tell me you served, I'm like, all right, good comeback. What did you do for my military? Oh, okay, so you weren't infantry. A playfulness, and there's definitely pride and respect among each other where we can say those things and not be butthurt and not be overly sensitive about things like that. So I, I, I think that one of the biggest things that the military has done for me and the Marine Corps especially is it's opened a lot of doors. You put that in your resume and honestly, people notice it. Among civilians, you're looked at differently and among service members, you're recognized for what you've done. 
I'm incredibly happy to to dedicate this episode for the Marines and for anybody who served, really. But in this case, definitely Marines, because this is this two-parter at this point is being released on <laughs> November 10th for the Marine Corps birthday. Um, yeah, I am. Um, I share, like, I share the same opinion and viewpoints, despite a markedly different experience and a distinct lack of a combat action ribbon. Um, hey, 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 it's you're not lacking anything, Gabe. You're just you just didn't earn anything, Gabe. That's all. <laughs> um, but I have to say the perspective is there, and uh, it's um, I I would absolutely do do it again. I might make some different choices in the moment, but I would absolutely do it again. I think the only thing I would do differently is I would have done my courses. I think I would have been promoted faster I think, if I had done my courses. <laughs> I think we all say we would have taken advantage of certain things. You, <laughs> you know? know, it it took me longer than it should have to become a corporal because I was very stubborn. I was like, mm, you know what, guys? I don't think you need to do these courses to become a corporal. Turns out it's faster. At the end of the day, it's... <laughs> It has been, it has given me, and I think we can end it this way, right? So, like, for yourself and myself. I went in at 18. Really did not have an idea of what I wanted to do with my life. I, I definitely didn't even have confidence. I didn't know what confidence was. When I got out, the brotherhood, the way they reached out, the way they helped me get my, my first job out of the service... The way people looked at me differently when I was in my resume, the way, you know, like that stigma, honestly, of like being a hard drinking, fighting, you know, womanizing, all that stuff. Like it all comes back to haunt you in one way or another. It really does. Both good and bad. I loved it. I loved every part of it. And like I said, look, I'll be the first one to admit I, I there was a time when I needed help and I, and I and I went out for it and I got it and it was exactly what I needed and it helped me get through and it helped me become who I am today. It's it's just one of those things where where it wouldn't have been possible and and I have to thank the Marines for who I am today whether I like it or not. It's a life-changing thing. You know, thanks for listening for all those one out of the five listeners that we have is a is a Marine. The other four are civilians. One of those four thought about joining at one point or another, which is fantastic. Thank you for, for thinking about it. Thank you for everyone else for their service. Gabe and I happened to have found ourselves in a, in a world where we did, and then we found ourselves in that same world, and we became besties because of it. That led to a bunch of conversations, which led to this podcast, which led to this episode. I mean, here we are. And here we fucking are. So, Marines, raise your glass, toast, happy 246th, 246 years, to an, or good on to an organized Marine Corps, 346 for all those other fucking Marines that were part of Gucci's Marines, baby. <laughs> That's a deep cut for anybody listening. Semper Fi. <laughs> Semper Fi. Hoorah!